Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Lost in the Long Box for a Wednesday, October 15th. Um, remember, we do broadcast this live on YouTube as well. So hop on. What in the hell was that? That was a spring. Okay, so <laughs> hop on over and <laughs> listen on YouTube and ring the little notification bell that you're watching. Sorry, guys. Enos hit the spring on his microphone and I just heard this dong dong so how was everybody's weekend everything was good this weekend how about you man awesome you said that as if something monumental happened for you well no I just went um um this past weekend uh, my church and I went to attend uh the home going services for a listener of um for the um for the mother of the one of the one of our listeners. Oh right, yes. My pastor, Dr. Fontaine, our condolences from us here at the Long yes, Box. Sir. And uh we went to support him on Saturday. Went to South Boston, Virginia. It was a very interesting trip down there. Very the first time there and very nice, peaceful place. All right. Uh yes, I remember. That's cause that's why you uh couldn't join Tommy. I and couldn't I, join uh, you on right. Saturday. Good news is uh the uh nation's capital, Washington, now has a winning team. It's not the Redskins. <laughs> exactly. But it is the Nationals. Go, go Nationals. Nationals. Go Nats. Go Nats. And I don't even like baseball. I might watch that World well, Series. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I haven't watched baseball in three years. That was something that my father and I did, and that will be gone uh, the, um, next month, three years. But this year, since we got since we got a local team, I am definitely going to be watching some b-ball action this well, year. Well, we kind of had a local team long before the Nationals. I mean, the Orioles are the Orioles, yeah. And then, like, if yeah. you want to call the Orioles a team, yeah. Well, <laughs> not since Cal Ripken left, right? Oh man, they, <laughs> dude, I, they, they, look. We I don't tell anyone. We only speak the truth here. '83 <laughs> was a great year all around. I've always I've said on the show numerous times '83 was a great year in comics, but man, it was a great year in baseball too. Man. All right. So this is a comic book show, not a sports show. So yeah. let's move right along. I uh, just want to remind you guys out there: you can reach us on Lost in the Long Box at gmail.com. So please drop us a line. Um, tell us uh, what you'd like to hear us cover, what you'd like us to not cover. Um, Got a Patreon account as well. We'd love to get some support because, you know, ironically, it does cost some money to run this. So Patreon slash Lost in the Long Box um, dot com. Um, actually, Patreon dot com slash Lost in the Long Box. Got it wrong. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends out there. Give us notification that you're out there. And again, the YouTube feed. Um, I'm your host, Randall. I've got my partners in crime here. Enos. Tommy. Madman on the boards. Hello. All right, so first off on the news, happy birthday to Mr. Joe Sinnott. 1016 today, actually. 93 years young. Wow. Uh, long, long time inker for Marvel Comics um, with incredible long stints on Fantastic Four, Defenders, Avengers. Um, I'm not even going to try to list them all because at one time he's probably worked on every major title at Marvel. Yeah, we talked yeah. about him earlier this year when he retired from doing the, because um, he retired from doing the, the news strip. Spider-Man. Right, exactly. So he was working right up until this year. So, Also, I don't know if you guys heard the news. I'm kind of a little bit... Yeah. Kevin Feige has mm. just been um, taken over as the chief executive officer for Marvel Studios, which means he is now going to oversee all the creative endeavors at Marvel, including comics, television, and movies. Okay. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Yes, Marvel has done fantastic with their movies, television, not so much. Yeah. But I always get a little um, wary when someone gets total control like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens, but, you know, it, it could work. Well, let's, it let's, may not. Pray, let's pray that he um, is a lot more, he, he, as he appears, he appears to be very humble when it comes to the Marvel characters. And I just hope he brings the correct approach to it and keep on giving us, you know, with the exception of a few hiccups. Right. He's good. Basically, Marvel, Marvel Studios has delivered. They have. Yeah. My, I guess my only fear is I'm afraid that with him now being the top the, dog, the top dog yeah. that the books might start to mimic the movies more. Yeah. You know something? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. I never even thought about that. So that's got to worry about that. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Just cautious. Because if you, because if you haven't noticed, DC is starting to go that route. They are absolutely. And um, and 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 I don't. And I'm not a fan of that, especially with Aquaman. 
I, I can I can deal with the long hair and the beard because he's had it before during the Peter David run. But to sit up there to go ahead and give him the long hair and the beard and the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, come on. All we need now is the hook can. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Iron Man 2020. Um, again, I mentioned this uh, a few weeks because it just... Everything seems to be grasping at straws with Marvel in this character because apparently in this book, it's not going to be Tony Stark. It's going to be his long-lost brother, Arno Stark. And the whole battle is going to be against the rise of artificial intelligence and like, some robots, whatever. And I'm sorry. this It just feels like throw something against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, I don't know. Robots. Always good room for robots. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... I always just get this, here lately the last few years, I get this feeling of, from Marvel, like, we really don't know what to do with this character. Well, yeah. Well, it seemed to me like when when the stories dealt more about Tony and Iron Man came, and, the actual, and Iron Man itself came, took, took second fiddle to that, the stories were better. When it, was about, when it was about Tony, because Tony is an interesting case himself. Case in the point, the demon in the bottle storyline. I don't think they'll ever, they will, I ain't going to say that because there have been some good storylines after that. But David Michelini put his foot in that when he did that Demon in the Bottle storyline because I think that was the one storyline that really drove home the the whole the Stan Lee's whole idea of creating the characters that he did because people could resonate with, right. or, or relate to that. Right? Yeah. But it's just like this is like the third person now going to be wearing Iron Man armor. Yeah. Because you had Riri, you had Dr. Doom, and now you're going to have this supposed long-lost brother, who I've never heard of Arno Stark before. Me neither. And Gwyneth so, Paltrow. And, and Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, right. So that's four. Yeah, she was rescued. So, also, um, just to remind you guys out there, October 20th is the premiere for Watchmen on HBO. Um, I don't have HBO, so I'll just have to watch, listen to everybody else uh, yeah, talk about same it. same here. But it's getting some good reviews. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, I do have HBO. I might have to check that out. You do that. In fact, you go ahead and, oh, I'm sorry, we're in the 21st century. I was about to say, why don't you go ahead and record it? <laughs> well, you can DVR that, right? Are, are you going to ask me to put it on VHS? Or I was. Not? No. DVR, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch it. Do you want me to VHS it for you? I will freely admit, I still have a VCR machine in my box. Because, of course, you do. Because, well, now, you know, I'm going to reach right over and slap you across the head. No, you know why? You know why I still you have it? Got because during the zombie apocaly- apocalypse, it'll still work? You right. got a ton of VHS tapes with comic book stuff on them that you like to watch. Well, That's- I have a bunch of old VHS, and I don't like the movies that are good, you know, well enough to go out and change the, the format up. When right. it dies... You buy it again. Right. Yeah. When it dies, fine, I'll get it on disc. But until that time, like, a, for instance, um, Groundhog Day. Love Groundhog Day. I'm not going to go out and buy another copy of it on disc just because it's supposed to be on disc now. Yeah, you know because, you know, spending $5 from the Walmart bin that it's in is just way too much money. When was the last time you found Groundhog Day in a $5 bin? Right. I'm sure it's not Better yet, price. when was the last time I fired Tommy from this <laughs> show? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm betting a Groundhog think, Day DVD is probably I not going to be costing you 20 or 30 bucks. I might be the day to fire Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Not quite sure why you'd have Groundhog Day on VHS to begin with, but, you know, whatever. Because when Bill it first Murray, came out, man. you pinhead, it wasn't available on disc. <laughs> but, but I uh, know, no, the point is, why? Just Bill Murray, why? man. You don't Bill like Murray. Groundhog Day? <laughs> not a big fan. No. Wow, okay, disowned. Now I am wow. firing you. Yeah, he likes wrestling, he likes... I know. You you like all the wrong stuff, brother. All the right stuff. So Jonathan Hickman announced that um, Mariah McTaggart, remember her? I don't know if you guys read Powers of X or House of X, but they revealed in it that she actually has a mutant power of uh, reincarnation. And so he announced that there is going to be a Mariah X series coming with the Dawn of X uh, that's coming now because X-Men number one came out today. Okay. Because Powers of X and House of X both wrapped up. Um, so that was actually, when I was reading that series, one of the surprising things about that was finding out that there's actually been all these previous ages of mutants, and she's seen how they always play out. Right. So that, that's actually, I'll give Hickman his props. That was a nice angle. I liked it. So well, give a shout-out to Graham Kyer, who's one of, our, one of my admins on uh, the realm of superheroes, comics, and pop culture, and one of my coworkers who has been keeping me updated on everything you've been talking about because he said he absolutely loves this series because he's a big X-Men fan. He got back into it, so he's, a, he's been keeping me updated on it. Shout-out to you, Graham. Have a good night, buddy. Yes, Hope so you're listening. Enjoying the show. Yeah, that, that actually, I'll give, like I said, Hickman really seems to, to know what he's doing. That's the first 
X-Men book I've read in years, and it was really good. Well, I loved his run on Fantastic Four, so you guys may, yeah, have, been, may, have, talked, may have talked me into buying this. And he, um, oh, and I loved, loved what he did with Avengers and New Avengers leading mm -hmm. up to the whole incursion mm -hmm. and Secret Wars. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, Marvel. I, did, I didn't give the new crossover, X-Men crossover, a chance when I found out that they were going to cancel Uncanny X-Men again and right. reboot again. I was like, nope. Yeah, when Randy said X-Men number one came out again today, I said, again? Again? Again. <laughs> again. again. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to have 55 covers like we did when Jim Lee did it in 91. I'm going to go with 78 covers. I, I saw at least three today at the shop. So, And those are probably not you know not including the one for 25 or one for 100 variants. Well, I, almost, I almost bought one for the Jean Grey art germ cover, uh, but then I'm like, I'm not going to read this title. Why am I buying this book? I'm like, don't be Pretty that much. guy. Pretty much. Hey, Tommy, here's a piece of news I know you're just, you're just <laughs> itching to get to. In fact, you might have it in your news items. Okay. Uh, Rob Liefeld saying he's done with Marvel? Oh, of course he is. <laughs> no, no, no. He's done working for Marvel. Apparently, he's doing a, a cover for Deadpool number one, but then he said that'll be his last original cover for Marvel for the foreseeable future. You do not have this in your news I items? did not have that in my news <laughs> items, no. I, I, had, I had it in mine. I will be doing a footless cover. A footless cover. Of, De of Deadpool number one, and then I will not be ever working for Marvel again. <laughs> Granted, they have told me they never want me to work for them again. That's just a coincidence. Oh. Well, I think it's funny that uh, he's suing them over their shady dealings, which he said last week, and then he comes back and said that Deadpool one's the last cover he'll be doing. So it makes me wonder if maybe there's a correlation there. I'm thinking so. Um, also, you, you get Captain Marvel, right? I do get Captain Marvel. So yes. you heard what dropped today, today in Captain Marvel 11, right? I did not. You know. haven't picked it up, right? I have not picked it up yet. Um, so their artists. Carmen Carnero. Uh -huh. um, it was announced in Captain Marvel 11 that she is leaving the series oh. because she's now going to be doing the new X-Core book that's going to be coming out in February. Again, okay. part of the whole Dawn mm -hmm. of X uh, series coming out of all the uh, Hickman stuff. I, I have to say I'm impressed. She's leaving the book and it's not being rebooted to number one. Right. It is Tell actually. Tell me about it. I just thought about that. It's, yeah. I, and that's the whole reason I mentioned it, because I said, oh, let me guess the titles, Jenny, but no, they are solicitations for the next one with the new artist. Oh, that's amazing. I, I don't, I, I'm at a loss for words. But apparently, this was actually kind of a, a surprise announcement. There was no real um, solicitations for it. There was no real announcements. And it was like in a, I guess, uh, an editor's note from her today in, in the book. So, huh. mm. oh, wish her the best of luck. Kind of like um, when Walking Dead was announcing that 134 or whatever was the last, last issue. One, like the, the like, two, like two days before it came yeah, out. Yeah, I've been enjoying Captain Marvel so far. She's a great artist, so wish her best of luck. So, ooh, uh, also that dropped today, remember DC did their whole thing with Dark Knight Metal and we found out that there was a whole dark multiverse underneath there. Mm -hmm. So today the first issue of their Tales from the Dark Multiverse dropped, which was Batman Nightfall. Yeah, um, I want to check that out. I picked one up. Haven't read it yet. Um, they're gonna. They're doing at least four of them. So they're doing Nightfall. They're doing Death of Superman. They're doing the Judas Contract, and I can't remember the other one that they're doing. It escapes my memory now. Yeah, I don't remember either. We talked about it on an earlier show. Uh, I know. That. Was it the Death of Superman? Nightfall was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Cri yes, and and um, and the Judas Contract. Judas Contract. I can't yeah. wait to read that one. But the reason I'm mentioning it is there's a character in there that Dan DeDito and Kenneth um, Rockford did. I guess in their series Sideways, mm -hmm. uh, Tempest um, Fugonaut. Fugonaut. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, Tempest Fugonaut um, is also now in Flash Forward because he's a guy who pulls Wally West out and says, "You know, you've got a, a mission, you know, for the multiverse type of thing." Yeah, he's hinting in this very first book that there's another crisis coming. Huh. So if you have not picked up Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall, go get it. Didn't we talk about that about a couple weeks ago? We talked about uh, the books coming uh, out, right. not that about Tempest about Fugonaut was Oh, going no, no, I'm talking about the possibility of another crisis coming. Right, and it yeah. is hinted at today in that book. So I got that Deadpool uh, cover with Rob Liefeld, and I see feet. He must have had assistance, and maybe he... I, <laughs> and no, it looks like the feet are attached to the knees. Oh, let's see this. Let's see this. I want to see these feet. I want to see these feet. Show the camera. I got to bring it up. Okay, you're going to... It's building up, folks. So once I get it up, I'll have it up for the Camara. Okay, this is not Dungeons and Dragons. A Camara is a oh, never mind. Chimera? <laughs> I thought you said Camara. Oh, look at that! It's got feet. You, you got, I look, I don't see it. Put it on this camera right put here. It on the camera right there. Now move your phone in. 
for our listeners. Other way, it's a picture of Deadpool. Right. Well, remember, you know, you actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go feet. out on a limb, and I'm looking at that picture of, of, of Rob Liefeld's drawing, and that's not awful. No. It's, it's actually one and a half feet. He covered, yeah, he covered yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he hold covered up. up one foot with the knee. So. Hold up. Hey, hold up. One and a half feet. <laughs> Like we're measuring a fence. <laughs> you see the camera in front of you, right? I got it. No, I put it. There you go. There's a big close-up of there those feet. Look at that. All right. Okay, no, Rob. You even, I can do better feet than that. Yep. <laughs> All right. So moving right along. By the way, anybody out there who has um, Spider-Man Unlimited number one from way back in the day? I, I, God, I think that was back in the 90s. Pretty possibly. certain I have it. Um, I, got, I got it. Yeah. That issue is probably yeah. going to start going up in value because it's the first appearance of Shriek. Flipping time. Oh, and, yeah. And they did announce um, that there's possibly a second villain in Venom 2. And I, I guess they're hinting at it being Shriek. So if you ask Spider-Man Unlimited number one, flip. Flip it now. You guys are too mercenary. I hold on. I'm, I have no intention of selling my collection. <laughs> Pretend it's, uh, you know, you're playing the stock market. Sell. Sell oh, now. Well. well, it depends. You know, if it goes up really high and I can get something good for it and I can, uh, you know, in turn use that to buy a book that I'd, you know, rather have, I will do it. Right. Because I'm not really bothered about that character. <laughs> All right, so new releases while we're here. I've already mentioned um, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall, and I've already mentioned X-Men number one. Uh, Metal Men number one came out today as well, Ooh. too. Um, I Unfortunately, I'm sorry I don't remember the creative team on that because mm. I, I passed on it. But um, it is going to be, I guess, a new iteration of the Metal Men. So look I kind of want to check that out. I might have to pick so, that yeah, up. So, yeah, I didn't pick one up. Maybe I'll go back and get I it. I picked up one where Dan Jurgens did the art, man. That yeah. was great. And for those of you who are still reading it, Superman Year One, Book Three, the final issue came out today. You have to excuse Randy's voice there. He's turning 13. Uh, did I crack? Just a little bit. A little bit. bit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's turning 13. It's like whenever we'd be singing along to a song, we'd be like, get the vice grip. She's going hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to our show and tell, oh, actually, before we even get to, to that, have you guys got any news items? Oh, I do. Okay, go ahead. Um, it has been reported that there is a new Catwoman, and it is the lovely Zoe Kravitz, who is the daughter of Lisa Bonet. And one of my favorite Lenny guitars, Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, you're going to go, my so, and, yeah. no, and No chance that kid was not coming out good looking. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. pretty much madman. But, um, and she's also the stepdaughter of Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa. I did not know yeah, that. Yes, he, um, he is married to Lisa Bonet. Oh, okay. A.K.A. Denise Huxtable from so, The Cosby Show. Now, now watch I this. I'm, I'm going to forever ruin Zoe Kravitz now for... Madman, watch this. Madman, look at Zoe Kravitz, Gelfling face. Uh, that is, does everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first crush was Kira. So, um, I'm going to tell you, I had when I first heard it, I was like, "Yeah, let's see." Until one of one of the uh, members of the Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever, Rich Milborn, put up an article that had a drawing of Selena by Jim Lee side by side with um, Zoe with the short haircut. They're dead ringers. Yeah, I have to say the same thing when I heard about it because I the only thing I've seen Zoe in is uh, Big Little Lies on HBO, and she's all right in that. But I mean, she is kind of so, overshadowed by uh, Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. So I have a that. question. But when I saw them side by side, like you said, I was like, yeah, I, I see that. Was Zoe in X Men First? Yeah, she was. Okay. I was about to say she was. Um, I forgot what her character was. She was the bug girl. She was the bug girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, I, I want to give give our sister on um, one of our pages, Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever, a shout out for the level of class that you guys showed, and um, dealing and and I'm um, speaking on, you know, giving your thoughts and everything on it. There was no fights or anything like that compared to what I saw on some of these other pages because some of these folks just went really overboard on it and. While everyone is raising hell about this, let me remind you that there was a black woman and a Latino man who portrayed two of the most iconic Batman members of Batman's rogues gallery in 1960s, during the 1960s, and that was Eartha Kitt and Cesar Romero. And things were a whole lot more turbulent back then right. than they were now. So if folks can be civil about that, Folks can be civil about not, this. Not casting. to mention the fact that Cesar Romero wouldn't shave his mustache. And wouldn't either. shave his mustache, <laughs> and he and he 
pulled it off without a hitch. Right. Uh, but you know what? You actually bring up a valid point. I did notice on that page there was no negativity about the about fact it, that not she at been, all, at all. And we've and also there's been plenty of it out there. And yes, and also we have surpassed 600 members as of yesterday. I was about to say, growing pretty fast. Yeah, right? it yeah. is. Yeah, so so shout out to everyone, everyone who's listening. If you want a good Batman page and be part of a great community of Bat fans who are who basically are mature, who get along, and who love the character, send us a um, send us a request to join us. We'll be more than happy to add you. That's Batman yesterday, today, and forever. And in fact. Uh I'm going to, on our show and tell, I, I got a couple of Batman books here. So let's get to the show and tell. Do, 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 do. Yep. First up, Enos has brought in. You want to do the thingy? Oh, yeah. You know what? Go ahead. Pay, oh, yeah, pay, pay bills. my bills. Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics, located out of Woodbridge, Virginia. They have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys. And statues. I can't do it. I can't do a good Bane voice. Anyway. You sound like you did a very good job with that, Batman. You did a, practicing, practicing keep practicing, my friend. No, it was the problem. You know why it didn't work? Because we could understand it. Uh, Remember, yeah. in the movie, it was like, <laughs> and they were like, what in the hell yeah, is what, he what saying? saying? There must be rum left behind, brother. <laughs> anyway, Flashback Comics is located in Woodbridge at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that Lost in the Long Box told you that he does an excellent Bane voice. He does. All right, so first up on our show and tell, thank you, Mad Men. We need to get a cash register sound so that whenever you do that, we can just ching, ching. Um, first up, Enos has brought in, and I, I don't know why Enos brought this, but Enos is going to explain the significance of this book, I guess. Thor, number 498. This is part of the landmark run by Warren Ellis and Mike Diodato Jr. that was part of that led up to the onslaught and the hero and which actually spawned Heroes Heroes Reborn. Um and the all that other debacle back in '96 when Marvel was having the troubles. This is what like arguably one of the most underrated runs. Of Thor before they changed his costume up and all that other stuff that came. So I thought I'd bring that in, um, being that Warren Ellis is doing the new Batman book that's coming out too. So here's a sample of some of his best work. What um, didn't the first issue of that drop last week? Batman yes. the Grave or the, yes, yes. So I did not know that this was a tie into Onslaught before that all happened. Right, this is part of the storyline. I think it's the World Engine storyline that led up to Thor 500, where everyone thought that um, where it led up to like the the all the heroes are going to die and what have you, and then it led to the heroes reborn and the heroes return. Gotcha. Which was a steaming pile of butt. Heroes reborn, baby. So I've got Man two. Boo. cap. I got two that I brought in because it's going to take <laughs> me a while to get through all of these. Because uh, again, I'm going back to the really nice Batman and Detective runs that my friend Michelle gave me years ago, which I I talked about two episodes ago. So first up, Batman 287. Um, <laughs> That nice penguin cover on it. That's oh, a pretty it. book. And, and again, like I said, these things were in fantastic condition Man, when yeah. she you gave them to me. Yeah, they are. like They're like pedigree, bro. Yeah. So let you take a look at that one. And then... My grill cover. Batman 288. Another very beautiful The follow-up to that penguin story. And I think that's my grill too, is it not? Yes. My grill's the man. He Tell was him. awesome. And I think Warlord was uh, still going strong at this time, mm -hmm. too, so... What another great book that was. I loved War. Dude. All right. And then, of course, Mad Man's got to outdo everybody. Um, Justice League 87. Look how beautiful that is. Silver Age Justice oh, League. This that is, is. That is a nice looking I book. I just love too. the idea of Batman going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that crown on his head. <laughs> you imagine Batman saying that. So, yeah. So, <laughs> So what I was, got you, Joker. So what was funny is that you said that. Um, you know, I, I play the game City of Heroes, which mm. is now back on Homecoming server. For those of you who played City of Heroes when it uh, was shut down, the game is back. The code got released. If you don't know this by now, um, 
you are welcome to email us at lostonalongbox at gmail.com. I'll tell you how to get under. But anyway, the reason I brought that up is this whole Batman doing EI thing. Yeah. In one of the City Heroes comics, because they did have comics when the game first came out, there's a part where one of the heroes gets attacked and he goes, yeep. And, and the other girl in the book, like, did you just go yeep? And he's like, he surprised me, okay. <laughs> yeep. <laughs> All right, and then Tommy brought in a nice book here. Um, he brought this in because it sticks in my craw that I don't have this book anymore. Several years ago, I had to sell off most of my collection to fund something, you know, other things. And Tommy bought this. Did you get this a couple years ago at Awesome Con, right? No, I did not get it at Awesome Con. Oh, did you I get this, this off the rack? I got this off at a comic store in Syracuse, New York, when I was up there for a bowling tournament. Okay. Um, Spider-Man number 194, 8.5. This is the first black cat. Oh, man. We're just going to walk right by the bowling tournament thing. Wow. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> it, it was funny because we were up there and oh, we God. and, and uh, no no this has nothing to do with bowling. This has nothing to do with bowling. The, the wife wants to go for a walk. Wants to go for a walk downtown. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll go for a walk. Check out the sites. So we're out of our hotel for maybe five minutes. F that. And I point. I point says we're going there. That's a comic store. She goes. But, but you, did, did you smell it? How did you know? I said, I said did, did you not see the bat symbol right above the door there? But, That's a comic store. Uh, We're going yeah, there. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. But yes, you can smell comic book stores. Yeah. Yes, so, you can. So within five minutes, within five minutes of leaving our hotel room, I found that book. I see why it's got that 8.5. It's got that kind of rolled spine. Just yeah. A, just a tad bit. But just yeah. a tad bit. I mean, that is and a there's a, there's a fingerprint a nice on it that they couldn't man. get off with the cleaning, too. So that, that helped bring, bring it down a little bit. I was really hoping for a 9. But well, what you I'll should do, you should crack it and then have it cleaned and pressed. I already did. It's already been cleaned and pressed. Oh, it's already been cleaned it's and pressed. It's already been cleaned All and right. pressed. Well, then that's a, that's, that's, that's the one. I, I took that with us to Awesome Con this year and got that cleaned, pressed, and graded. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's already been all so that. So eight point five, eight. I got to shoot for a nine zero at least. All right. So. Yeah. You're never gonna get it. Never, never, never. Oh, I might. Never, never gonna get it. That's Ow, right. Thank you, Enos. Never, time. never gonna get I it. Have a, Thank you, Enos. <laughs> Thank you, Madman. You got the reference. <laughs> Andy did not. Oh, I got the reference. <laughs> and now it's time for, for a breakdown. breakdown. <laughs> I have a better shot at getting that than you do with Patsy Walker ninety five. Uh, oh. Yeah, I went there. Oh. Shots fired, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so what's the subject tonight? Is comic books people should shut the hell up about? Yeah, com- books you need to calm the hell down on. Thank I you, I got very one. Okay. Patsy Walker 95. Oh! Yeah, because yeah, I have. Oh! Some people need to quit talking about Patsy Walker 95. <laughs> right, no Tommy. Matter, no matter what condition it is, it's still a Patsy Walker comic book. <laughs> oh, my God. Coming back up next week on the second part, books you need to be pulling out the back issue. But, Enos, uh, uh, since you were all laughing, start off. What is a hot book out there that everybody wants that, damn it, it's just not that great a book? It's not important. Oh, Let God. me rephrase that. Everybody wants this book. They think it's hot, and there's tons of them out there, but they're paying out the wazoo for them. Um. Actually, as good as it is, the X books, because no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Spawn number three hundred. I wanted the reason why I said that is because yes, it's a great landmark. That it's the first independent comic to pass three hundred and um, over three hundred issues. But there's a whole ton of them. There's nothing. There's nothing to go nuts about yet that I'm able to see. It's just another Spawn story. It's nothing significant or anything to the character's history. So everyone is like going crazy. I gotta get, gotta get, gotta get Spawn three hundred and three hundred one. To be honest with you, if I wanted one of those, it would be three hundred one. It'd be three hundred one because that's the hit maker and the record breaker. Yeah. <laughs> I, and actually, I, I think <laughs> I, I think I might even refute that being the first independent comic to break three hundred. Mm-hmm. Classics Illustrated went well, well into the thousands. Yes, sir. Ooh. Yes, sir. And well, that, I think. Oh, I think and that is straight up uh, independent. Yeah, what what is. this record is about, though, it, it's it's one character. Whereas Classics Illustrated was well, classics. It wasn't a, oh. a, like an ongoing story about the same character over and over and over okay, again. It doesn't count. So uh-huh. that that's that's what they're what what's going on here with with Spawn. Right. All right. I'll give you that one because it is a recurring character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. because I'd get three hundred one over three three hundred in a day of the week, even though you know. But I'm not seeing. I, I haven't, uh, by my own admission, I haven't bought Spawn, God, in a long time. I got when Todd McFarlane came back to it, 
and um, I got I got introduced to Greg Capullo. Yeah, that's where um, he got his start. Um, yeah, Greg Capullo. When he did the work and his stuff was phenomenal. Actually, I thought I was going to stop buying the book um, around about the time this book Thor came out that Capullo was doing the art for um, Spawn, and he actually made it a better book. His art carried that book very well, and I became a fan of his. That's why when he got got placed on Batman, I bought every last thing he did. I, I will actually say I don't think I have not read Spawn. <laughs> God, this is going back since at least issue ten or eleven. I quit reading it. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, say I have the first twenty issues when Image first came out. I want to say I have the first twenty issues. I think it's because I really liked the concept with the whole limited power and the whole countdown and, and mm-hmm. the counter. Like you know, when the power runs out, I'm done. And then I guess McFarlane realized he was using the, the powers too quickly and the counter was going down too qu- fast, and he gave him guns. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now I'm done. Big guns. Yeah. yeah, and and then on top of that, he wound up. Supposed to be a demon, there he's an angel, and I mean it was just like it was just got, but the the book just kept getting more complicated as it went along. I said I'm not paying to be confused. Yeah, it's it was overly metaphysical to to begin with. If yeah. you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, uh, overrated. So we're gonna revisit ones from last year because I still don't know why they're going for the way. For By what they the are. way, let me interject real quickly because. Listeners, we did this episode last year about books you need to calm the hell down on, and I looked it up, Tommy. It was ten fifteen last year, so it's a year and a day. Uh, oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so these are two I bought up last year, and I'm going to bring them up again because I think you guys are still way overpaying for them. That's New Mutants 87 and 98, the first appearance of uh, Cable and Deadpool. Or as 98, you know, Gideon. Domino. 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 Gideon. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yo, take a look at these guys. These books aren't rare. They're they're not rare no, by any stretch of the imagination. I understand they're the first cable, and I understand they're the first first Deadpool. But you guys are but people are way so, overpaying. So for many them. were printed back yeah. then, right? <laughs> I mean, these are twenty five thirty dollar books based on 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 how many of them are out there. I just I, I don't get it. I mean, granted, I'm not a huge fan of the characters. I, I character I, I I don't like Deadpool. I have nothing against Cable. I mean, he's shown up in some pretty decent X Men stories, but I just. I think you're overpaying it's, for it. It's like he's just Cable is like he's a cool character, but he's a cool character that's just Dan. He just does absolutely nothing for me. He just and sta- I, stands around and looks. Cool. He just stands around, looks cool, and shoots people. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing to write home about that. And I'm total agreement with you, Tommy, on Deadpool. I went to see the first Deadpool movie. I went with with um, my friend Nita, who's like a sister to me. Hey, Nita, what's up? And I was unimpressed. I got nothing out of that movie, and, and I'm like, and, and here, and people tell me, Enos, you didn't like it. You, you're a superhero dude. I say maybe so, but I ain't like no damn Deadpool. <laughs> you know, that's one thing too. Yo, know, I, I, I'm gonna say this, and then we'll get back to the subject. That that always gets me when when people are shocked that I don't like a superhero or tell shocked that I don't it. know something about a superhero. I'm like, um. You know, I don't know everything about every superhero ever created. I, I, I really don't. Well, and it's funny because we talked about this on our Christmas show last year. Um, and I've told uh, my wife this before to tell the family, just because I'm in comics, into comic books, doesn't mean I'm going to like every character out there. Exactly. And so I told, specifically told my, my family, do not buy me superhero peril. I will do that. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. a couple of years ago, a friend of ours gave me a Deadpool T-shirt. Now, fortunately, it was just my wife and I opening presents that day because it was a friend who, like, you know, lives out of town and what have you. So I opened it like, oh, a Deadpool shirt. And then I went, yeah, that'll be going right in the trash. And she started <laughs> laughing. like, you don't like them? I'm like, nope, I hate Deadpool. Yeah, I have like, <laughs> I have like three Batman shirts that are the, the Tim Burton Batman logo that I'd never wear. Right. I never wear. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, you know, to me... He, he. Everyone knows he's a Deadpool. I mean, dead a Deathstroke ripoff, and I mean, and Deathstroke is a far more interesting character than Wade Wilson is. Well, and, and I love Death, Deathstroke to death. As, as Tommy will tell you, I got two. I got two Deathstroke figures well, that's, on my desk. One with the mask and one without. Well, that's right. that's the point. Is that they had to make him break fourth wall and be crazy. Just yeah. to Distinguish him from like right. characters from Slade, like, and and like Slade is just way cooler. Yeah. And has been for way longer. And you know this man. Right. So, yes, I would actually agree. Um, New Mutants 98, everybody just calm down on it. It's, it's another one of those books you're always – you can't go to a convention and not see at least every dealer they're having two copies of it. Right. Right. 
Yeah, it, it's still very plentiful. There's plenty out there. Plenty out there in high grades. And and it and they only have one on the wall. Trust me, if you buy the one they on the wall, one. he's There's got another, he's got another, another one. one under the counter. He's just going to put because it back why wouldn't up. he? You know, right. if you're a dealer, I mean, obviously you're buying these low and selling them high because well, you can. I mean, you're out there to make money. And so while we're at it, I'll go ahead and take the next one. The uh, the another book that is overrated, um, and I I know everybody likes it because it's the first appearance. But really, just calm down. Amazing Spider-Man 300, first Venom. Oh yeah, yeah. There are. A, crap ton of them out there in good condition and i'll tell you another thing i've noticed too over the last three to four years the the price is staying the same to to be specific there are twenty thousand two hundred and ninety graded copies of amazing spider-man 300 on the census and what was it last year wasn't it uh i i don't remember uh, but i know it hit twenty thousand this year because remember we talked about it right. on an earlier show when it was, was going to get the special was, label get the special label if i'm not mistaken this is the most graded book on the cgc census right uh, and so that must mean that, and that definitely means there's a lot of them available yeah because that because you know that twenty thousand doesn't take into account the ones that a aren't graded b are graded by cbcs and other oh, right cbcs P, or pgx, PGX. Yeah. doesn't count but, all uh doesn't count um, all the private collectors like you and I who have it out there, and you know, right? It's not even seen a, a collector shelf or yeah. a, a dealer shelf. Uh, and and I've noticed too, they always run the same price for the Mintoneer Mint, anywhere from three hundred to four hundred. So you guys are buying this thing like crazy, and you're not seeing a return for it because now, if you buy that book thinking, well, I'm going to flip this in a couple of years, you're not going to get what you paid for it. Yeah, it's a simple economics of comic right. books. You know, you want your comics to go up in values, like set your friends on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, what's the book I said we need to have? The, oh, X-Men, X-Men number one. one. We need to have the bonfire burning for that. In a couple of years, we're going to actually do that. Yeah. Well, you, sure. Do you know how big a area that you're going to have to have to burn all those books? <laughs> well, well, I uh, want to do it re- right now. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. I tell you what, we get like, say, you know, 15, 20 patrons. We'll set this up for you. Right. The, to burn X-Men number one. Just to, ship, to, ship us all your X-Men number one. Ship them all. Well, yeah. remember, the goal Save is to, aven- yourself, the goal is to eventually all. make it a valuable book. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> going to take yourself. a very long time. It might not happen in our lifetime because it had a print run of, what, 8 million? Damn it. It's a- <laughs> That's what, and and, <laughs> and, and for folks out there, I collect for, for our fans or, or listeners who or watchers who are collectors, it is very difficult at this time, in this age of comics, to find a book that's going to be like like that one that's rare because the thing that made the comics back in the day so valuable is that there wasn't a lot of them. And the ones who, who did know what they had, had, they knew how to take care of them, and that's why they go for such top dollar. Well, that's what I mean. It's like comic bags and boards. I mean, when did they start? Like late 70s? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so, about right. And uh, back in the golden age of comic books, a lot of those comic books were collected for paper drives. Yeah, yeah, recycled. And that's why they're so valuable, because there's the scarcity. Well, same thing with Silver Age comic books and even Bronze Age comic books, because people weren't collecting them at that point. Well, look at the the original Captain Marvel. All of his books from the golden age are valuable. He was selling a million copies a month. So obviously they weren't rare then. But like you said, when paper drives and recycling efforts came about, many of them were destroyed. And by that same token... When you do find um, those early Captain Marvels, uh, a lot of times they're beat to hell. Oh, yeah. Much like, like the one that I showed on, on here uh, a few months ago. But back. at the same time, it's like... But I had to have it. It's still in existence. It's got to be bought. It's yeah. got to be put in someone's collection. You need to get that encapsulated, by the way. Yes, exactly. I do. I do. I, I will probably take that with me to Awesome Con next year to, to get that done. Even if it's a point five. I looked at the guests for Awesome Con. They've already got one announced, um, and I think it made the decision for me already that I'm going because Zachary Levi is coming back. Oh, okay. snap. So... Yeah. I may be accompanying y'all this year. Oh, there that. you go. More I want to get my copy of Shazam signed. And I didn't get to do the whole T-shirt signing thing. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along. Moving right, right along. Okay. Um, Madman, have you got an overrated book besides Patsy Walker 95? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing. Um, after the Watchmen movie came out, there were a bunch of people who went out and bought that book. Yep. And then people would be talking about the Watchmen movie. And then some guy who just read the book last week it's saying, well, actually, in the book, it, this is, you know, the tales of the Black Freighter things are totally gone. And it was actually a psychic mutant animal that they teleported to New York. And, and, like, he's known it for years. And nothing makes me, I mean, and 
I mean, nothing still, grinds your gears. Yeah, it grinds my gears a little bit because I read that movie long before uh, read that book long before, long before the, <laughs> before the movie. movie. Right. Well, well see, that's and, and see that brings up a good point. That's my argument when regard to these folks who look for the very reason you say it. They see a movie and they think they know every doggone thing. And the book was out like about twenty years before, before the, the movie. movie even saw it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. How do we get on that tangent? All right. Well, Mad Bad. <laughs> Mad Bad start, spun up a... Mad Bad getting mad. Hence, we now, now we know the, why the nickname Mad Men has yeah, been There's applied. a reason why I got it. Um, what is your next overrated book? Well, it's not necessarily uh, one book per se. It's like, for example, certain storylines involving Batman. Let's say for Cataclysm. Everyone wants to go and like get go no no man's land contagion. I think that's what it was called. Yep. And cataclysm, cataclysm, and all that. <laughs> Every everyone wants to go and get jump jump on that. It's not the entire series. There's just certain issues. Like for, for example, I think it was it was a cataclysm or no man's man no man's land where the Joker killed Sarah Gordon. I don't remember that, but I do remember that's where we get the Cassandra Kane Batgirl. That yeah, shows up. yeah. Doing that, doing doing that storyline. It's only you don't it the that series is the so. Series? In, I mean, oh, a storyline. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just What's the tied <laughs> up. It's all tied up in so many issues. So again, it's not going to be uber rare. You got to know what to buy, and a lot of people are wasting their money buying. Tons buying every issue in the storyline when which is fine, but if you just want to get something for collector purposes, get the key issues. And a lot of people aren't doing that. And when you can get everything in trade paperback or hardcover. Right. So well, that goes right into to what we're saying here. They're buying issues that they think are going to be valuable, and they're not. Right. Don't don't buy it thinking you're going to retire or put your kid in exactly. college. Because exactly. unless it's an action comics number one, that's just not going to happen. Right. right. Well, in comic books, you can make a ton of money if you start out with a ton of money. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, someday we're going to have to talk on on the Mile High story and how Chuck Absolutely. found all those that's an excellent found story. all those comics and and that was a fantastic. Have we ever talked about that movie, Comic Book Villains? That movie? We, we've never talked about the movie, um, but do you know the story of Chuck and the whole Mile High collection? That is an awesome read. And yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it is the, the ultimate comic book fantasy. Um, yeah. So, books that are overrated because you guys are out, out there just paying too much for them because you bought into the hype. It's another Spider Man. You want to take a guess? Come on, take a guess. Spider Man 361, uh, First Carnage. Yes. Carnage. Oh, I got that one. I had it at one I, point. I, I don't know what happened to say, it, but I had it. I thought you were going to say Spider-Man number one with the different McFarlane covers. No. <laughs> no, that's that's plummeted back to I Earth. I got two of yeah. those. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't have any of those, but I kind of want one just to have one. I have one. I have one just, to, just for the sake of saying I bought it. But so anyway. I got it because I've got it in trade paperback and hardcover. I bought it the day it came out. What's 361? 361. 361 or Spider-Man number Not one? Spider-Man one. Spider-One with McFarlane. Uh, well, I, I tell you what. I'm going to be flipping that bad boy next year. Which when one? The, when the new Venom movie when comes out. When the new Venom out. comes oh, out. Yeah, yeah it's a good it. time to do it. So, better. I, you might want to think about getting it graded first. Yeah, but see, here's the problem. The more you put into it, the more you then have to turn around and sell it for. Yeah, good point. And, well, I don't know why I'm even uh, saying that because I got it for free. You soulless mercenary. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> soulless mercenary. Yep. Okay. But yeah, so don't get me wrong. I do kind of like Carnage. I think it's a much more brutal character than Venom um, because Venom got, how do I say it? I guess he got kind of watered down. They started right. to turn him into an anti-hero. Yeah. Um, and so they, they lost sight of that and like, well, we need to bring in another villain, you know, uh, the symbiote. And so that's how we got Carnage. So Carnage was a lot... Uh, more bloodthirsty. I did kind of like that character, uh, but that book is just—I don't understand why everybody's losing their mind over it. Well, I mean, that's—I think that's the problem with Carnage as a character is that you didn't need to create him; you just needed to make Venom right, right. And mm -hmm. so, and then you turn him into this anti-hero, this lethal protector kind of nonsense. And I'm just like, you know, it, it's an alien species that tried to take over Peter Parker. Right. Have you, have you ever read the What If the Alien Symbiote took over Peter Parker? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that What If. 
where it just drains him, you know, and takes him out every night, you know, doing all these crazy things, uh, sucking down his adrenaline, making him grow, making him grow old, and then eventually got tired of him and right, moved on, moved on to something else. And I just think that that is such a dangerous creature. Yeah, and it, I, it's a far more yeah, dangerous just, yeah. creature than the way they've written because they definitely have watered him down. Watered, yeah, take him back to his roots. Yeah, they watered the symbiote down a great deal since um, he was introduced. Um, but you know, you're talking about Venom being the antihero. Venom became. I know you're not a big wrestling fan or would write the inference, but 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 it applies. Um about Venom being an antihero, he wound up being so popular that he crossed over and he couldn't come back. Right. C- kind of like in in pro wrestling, when when there's a particular wrestler who no matter if he is a face or a good guy or, or a heel, heel or a bad yeah. guy, he's still getting cheered. He's not drawing any heat. Then it's it's no matter what they do, he's still going to bring in the money, but he's not going to have the same impact as he did when he first came out as the heel. Right, right. Just like and and in this particular case, when they did that to Venom, he never had the same impact again, trying to be a villain as he did when he right. first came out. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm, I'm definitely I wasn't trying to bring the ref the wrestling term in there, but it was a perfect analogy for what happened to Venom. Right, it's, yeah. and, and you, yeah, you make a valid point. They realize that while well, we can't take him back to being the bad guy because now he's much too popular, and you've done established that he does actually have some morals, and he knows there is a right and a wrong. Right, exactly, and and, and like no matter what you do with him. He's going to make his money, but he's not going to have the same impact. And that makes a big, big difference. Right. And with Carnage, that also gave them the ability to spin off all the other offshoots of it as well. Exactly. So, like, like Shriek, which is now going to be... Because we needed that. Um, um, Spider-Man Unlimited number one. Sell, sell. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, and every time you talk about Carnage, I haven't seen Venom yet, but I know about Woody Harrelson. And I've seen enough of the looks that he puts on his face in the Zombie Land promos. He, he's the perfect yeah. guy for that. That was God. That was a really good movie. I, we what, talked it. We what, you weren't with Land? us when we, no, no, Venom. no Venom. Venom. Oh yeah, I didn't see it. All right. So Tommy, overrated book. So my calm ne- down. My, my next my next overrated book is Marvel Spotlight Two: The First Appearance of Werewolf by Night. And the reason I bring this up is because if you take a look at, on eBay and the sold ratings and everything like that. This book is going for crazy amounts of money. <laughs> so, someone paid recently at, at the end of September. Now, this is a, a graded 9.4 copy. Paid $1,750 oh my God. for the first appearance of Werewolf by Night. Now, who is paying that kind of money for the first appearance of Werewolf by Night? And there's others on here, too, that you know that, that are in similar grades. They're going for 800 900 I was like... Why are we spending this kind of money on the first appearance of Werewolf by Night? You know what? That's a that's actually a really good question. The character hasn't been relevant since God. I mean, he had a good run in the seventies and eighties uh, with, with his book. He was yeah. he was a big part of the Marvel monster line, monster yeah. boom and back I, in the seventies. But like he, he after nineteen seventy eight, it was just like he's virtually non-existent. He he made it. He made an appearance um, in in X Factor when uh, Peter David was writing the book. I want to say in like thirteen, twelve, eleven, twelve. Something and that's like that. what. And truthfully, but, that's what he's been relegated to. And, and he made out. and he made and he made spots. some spots in, in in some in some Deadpool books. But, but Werewolf by Night. And he I, hasn't carried his own book since. Then. Almost eighteen hundred dollars for the first appearance and of I, Werewolf by Night. And I do remember. Crazy. Might have been in the '90s when Marvel was trying another hand at like a mature horror title. They did both. The Midnight yeah. Suns. They did. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, it wasn't even part of the Midnight Suns. Oh. this was separate because there was a Man Thing series and a Werewolf by Night series, um, and both of them tanked. Yeah, because yeah. here's a Marvel Spotlight two sold September fifteenth, eight hundred and sixty one dollars. Well, I mean, nine point two. I have a question for I Werewolf just by Night. Don't get how Man Thing has just been around because it's like. It's a, it's like a swamp thing ripoff, man. Well, I mean, it's a swamp somebody, thing. Yeah, it's, somebody planted him and forgot him, <laughs> bat him, and he's so. And I mean, the nexus of realities in Florida. Uh, and what? Swamp. Oh. Yeah, he's roaming that swamp in Florida. Yeah, but, and I'm like, and he gave us Howard the Duck, so there's that. And, and plus, on top of that, <laughs> there was a god awful movie on, uh, um, sci-fi that they did on this character. People talking about the Joker's bad. No, watch Man Thing. It Who's made no Joker's sense. Bad? These people talking. There are people that's going around saying Joker is 
made terrible as this. Uh, that. You know, there is a very big split audience on that. Yeah. You either it's, you either you love like that it movie or you, or you don't. Hate it. Yeah, it's there's no in between on that one. All right. Um, so yeah, Marvel Spotlight Two. You know what, Tommy? I, I gotta. I didn't know that book was going that I high. That is crazy. Spend like that. I mean. Gotta have me the first appearance of Werewolf by Night, baby. Well, here's the thing. Gotta have it. I keep bringing in these Justice League comic books. It's because I collect Justice League comic books because I love the Justice League. Right. I I don't want to get a hold of a copy of Justice League number one because I want the number one, the first appearance of the Justice League. The reason I want it is because I love the Justice League. Right. All right. And when you buy something like Marvel Spotlight number two, where it's the first appearance of some B character... I'd say probably a D character, but yeah, a Kathy Griffin level character in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <You have> this... <laughs> I, who, who, who oh went... my God, that was a good one. <laughs> I got zingers. <laughs> I got the zingers. But, but who who wa- who really loves werewolf by night characters? Unless you're just a big werewolf kind of fan. Yeah, I, I mean, mean you right. got to be somebody that is big into underworld and things like you yeah. know the genre. Yeah, it's good if you want to collect stuff like that. But as a character, he was popular for that little bit of time, and then that was it. You didn't see him anymore. I mean, I I could see someone, you know, I could see this book being a couple hundred dollar book. I mean, it was a first couple hundred, sure, but not. Yeah, I mean, it was was a major first appearance during the the age of it. Then you know, like I said, he did have one good run. And Mike Plog, you know, you know, he's the guy's a pretty big name back then, and like probably you'll see the book increase. If you know if there's anything significant that happens to him or anything like that, but no, but I got a book that um I'm looking at some overhyped books that um people are um as far as value losing their mind. Yeah, Action Comics in one thousand. Yeah, that's and 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 now I'm all tongue tied. Going hand in hand with that Batman number, number 50. fifty. Although I do like, I do have a couple Batman covers fifty that I really love. But at the same time, I knew it wasn't going to go up in value. I bought them because I liked them. Exactly. And I want, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, sure, I'm no, don't know if you guys seen it. I posted a picture on the Batman page of uh, does that's done by J. Scott Campbell of Batman and Catwoman. Batman is behind her. He's got his hands on her um, shoulders. She's in her bridal ga- in her in her gown, bridal gown, and they're in front of the Batmobile. That is cool as I don't know what. You know, I'll have to bring in the one that I, I had the one, I think, by uh, Joshua Williamson. It was just a close-up of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with the, like, it's black and white with just the green eyes on it. Oh, I'll, I'll bring in. I love that one. Um, but, yeah, so I have one here, too, which, and I'm sorry, this one still just kind of baffles me to this day. Batman Adventures number 12. Oh, yeah. That's Harley that's Quinn. That's Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. It's not even in the DC Universe. That's the animated version. She's... Her actual, but she crossed the, over. Yeah, she crosses over in the Batman Harley Quinn one shot with Paul Dini and Alex Ross, not in Batman Adventures Twelve. Batman Adventures Twelve is, is outside of the DC canon, right? And that's strict. That's set strictly in the D, in the Tim verse. So right. if you were a Harley Quinn fan, you would want that copy. And I would, and I have, I do have, I do have Harley Quinn number one. It's the, the, the classic cover with, it looks like the Jack Nicholson Joker with the black background when her like leaning back looking up at him. Yeah, yeah. That is the one that brings her into the DC universe, not Batman Adventures 12. But I mean, if you're, everybody loses their freaking mind over it. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, but that's, the, the nuance of that is just, the problem is it's the people who are paying that kind of money for these comic books are amateurs. They're people who are just getting into this kind of thing. Right. And they really which, don't know. Which, which I want to say, yeah, welcome. You mm-hmm. know, we love that you love comic books. <laughs> now that he's done run them out we of get it. <laughs> I'm not trying to scare you off, but right. I mean, you need to know, you know, why you're buying this stuff. I mean, yeah. that's your hard-earned money. You know, if you're going to spend $1,000 on the first appearance of Werewolf by Night, I mean, I... You must really love werewolves, bro. Right. Well, well, and I will tell you this, though. Um, I am starting to notice at more cons now, um, you're seeing more of the Alex Ross, Paul Dini, Harley Quinn showing up on the back walls mm-hmm. right beside the Batman Adventures 12. Well, yeah. it's Alex Ross. So. Yeah. It's, oh, a yeah, Alex it's a pretty Ross, book. Alex Ross is selling the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good cover, a too. In fact, I think they actually may have used it in um, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, they homaged that cover. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They did. So. They did. With the dancing scene. Yep. Yep. 
All right, so another one out there too. I, I put this on the list, and then I said, well, you know, that actually did die down uh, a year later now, but Walking Dead 193. The final That's the that, final issue, right? Yes. People went nuts on that, and now I actually did remember reading, after I put it on here, the value on it is tanking. Mm. Um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, I, I put it on here, and then I realized, well, maybe I shouldn't actually put it on here because people have gotten wise to that one. Well, I think, I think that's, that may not be true forever because I think the issue is, is that the zombie genre is kind of done, Playing right, out. done right now. It's played out right now. Yeah. I well, mean, it'll come back one day, and it may go up one day. But. Well, you and that's you. That's good that you said that because I actually just read that um, the season premiere for Walking Dead this year was the lowest it's been in, out of all the other seasons. Yeah, because it's horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. going downhill fast. Well, I mean, yeah, of course there's that, Madman. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anybody got any other overrated books? We got four yeah, minutes. I do. Four I do. Minutes. Marvel Winter Winter Special Number Eight. Do you guys know what's special about that? First, no. First appearance of Santa Claus. First appearance of Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. <laughs> eBay Soul Ratings have high-grade bo- bo- copies of this book going for over $100 a piece. Who's paying $100 for the first appearance of Squirrel Girl? Well, I'll tell you who. It's those new people coming in. It's these, it's young, just, it's those these young? young kids who fell in love with a character that was created in their lifetime. It's yeah. one thing to fall in love with a character that, that was created when your grandpa was fighting the war. You know, it's, a, it's another thing. <laughs> To a character that's created in your lifetime, like for example, Night Thrasher and Darkhawk. Okay, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Those characters were created in our lifetime, and we'll have, they'll have a little place in our heart because they're part of our generation. And I was more than happy to pay fifteen dollars exactly. for the first appearance of Night Thrasher. Would I pay a hundred dollars for the first appearance of Night Thrasher? No, no. But fifteen, yeah, I'll do that. So Squirrel Girl number one, fifteen dollars. <laughs> and like um I'm just looking on here. I just typed in on Google Tomb of Dracula just to see what's Oh yeah, that's going for big bucks. That, that's another one too. That's yeah, going that's, for big bucks. That's number there. ten, the first appearance of Blade, I seen as much as fifteen hundred dollars. I wouldn't doubt it, especially with them announcing the new Blade well, movie and everything. That, yeah. And that and the funny thing is, did that go up because of the announcement of the new movie? Or is it going to go up? Because has it been sitting at fifteen hundred for the last couple of years? I don't it, think so. Or is it so. a recent thing? No. I think it's a more recent thing. More so. recent thing. It'll be you have to come back to that after the movie has dropped in tanks and what have you, and then see if the value goes down. All right, so that is it. Next week we're going to actually follow up to this with the uh, the books you're leaving in the back issue bin and should be getting. Um, there you go. So. Um, we did this show and the other one like this just last year, and Tommy just said we should revisit those and, and see if the market has changed any, and sadly, not very much, yeah. um, so it's still the same hot books, um, but do you want to uh, give a shout out? We have three Facebook sister pages out there, our Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever, which, as Enos mentioned, did break 600 members, um, so congratulations, guys. Thanks for your support. And they have tons of awesome Batman pictures. Yes, they do. I don't know. what you. Every time yeah. he ha- welcomes a new I member, wanna, there's I a new Batman hair, picture. Hard drive, yeah. And I'm like, I want to look at, e- exactly, I want to look at Enos's computer. Um, then we also have... No, everything's here. The realm of computers, superheroes, and pop culture. <laughs> Wait, computers. you're pulling you're pulling those out now of your head. Computers. Not my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I go look them up, save them, and post. Save, save to my phone. Save yeah. to my phone. Yeah. Okay. See. All right. Now look, Scotty. You're not supposed to actually tell me how long it takes you to do it. You're supposed to make me think you're a miracle worker. You didn't kill the illusion. I just watched that episode of The Next Generation <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> ah, ah, you didn't yesterday. actually tell him how long it was going to take. I watched that just Have yesterday. Have y'all seen the preview for Picard? I have yeah, not. That looks really good. Don't need to see it. I'll gotta, watch it gotta, later. Gotta, gotta, get, gotta watch it. But anyway, realm of comics, superheroes, and pop culture, and also gather together the greatest superhero teams. See, look, I got it. You I, got I, it right. I, I, took, I took notes. Um, also remember, Madman does have his show, Shock Monkey Radio, every Tuesday night from 6 to 7. Um, our buddy Kevin has comic, uh, Comics Online podcast Monday nights at 9.30. Um, again, lostinlongbox at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And patreon.com slash lostinlongbox. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you guys very much for your support. Until next time, we're going to be down here wondering, why does Squirrel Girl get pissed when I ask where she's storing her nuts? Uh, why is that? Because we're lost in the long box. Yes, we are. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night.